Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Yasna Borzov. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together. I hope that you are having the most beautiful, beautiful day. I just love doing these interviews and bringing you the most intriguing and complex uh, discussions that make us think, act, and see the world in a different light. And I believe that one of these interviews can totally change our life. And today's interview with Christina Lecour is seriously going to do that. And I'm going to get into that in just a second. Really quick reminder that uh, Minneapolis Up Level Together Mastermind is coming up end of September, and I would love to meet you. If you have been struggling with really getting your side hustle or business off the ground or it's stuck, or you just feel like you're really not showing up the way you want to, this mastermind is for you. Six years running, proven method, proven success, proven happiness of everyone that that comes. And it's really not me. I'm not the queen bee. It's the community of, um, you know, incredible individuals. I'm so lucky to attract the most amazing human beings in the state of Minnesota. And they're successful and, and brilliant and people of value, people you want to have in your corner. So if you're really looking for a community that is so powerful it's going to make you think and challenge you and you can up level together. This mastermind is for you. Um, head on over to yasnaborza.com forward slash mastermind to check out more, but would love to hear from you, from, uh, from you and meet you. Now, Christina LaCour interview with this woman had me so freaking energized the entire, the entire hour. Christina and I met only a few months ago. She is brilliant, as you will see. She is now a very good friend. We ended up rooming together and literally just there was no pretense for some of us ladies staying together. We connected on such an authentic level and I absolutely love who this human is, but she's also an absolutely brilliant mindset coach. So today we we tackle few topics. Um, she runs few masterminds and does motivational speaking all over the world and works with clients one-on-one and really that was that this is now but there was a transition uh, from from her previous career of becoming a pro athlete um uh, being a pro golfer and while she still you know has one foot in, in in the world of golf and and you will see her if you follow her on social media we talk about the pivoting from you know that identity of having an identity in one field or one sport and how do you transition when is it time to move from one uh, part of your life to the other what are the signs and then what how do you actually achieve that fulfillment or happiness and why the time is now she is a signature woman behind Wordy AF. Um, you will see her be very unapologetic about that. And she has an, an incredible uh, event that she puts on every single year called Decide It's Your Turn. And I have watched her put on this event. I have watched her show up unapologetically and with such integrity. One of the biggest values that Christina and I share is that we really tell each other the truth. And there is this incredible sense of integrity of like saying it, you know, not saying anything that we don't mean. She will fire you up in this conversation. And if you feel like you're, you know, lacking zest on your you know, on the sidelines of your life, this is the conversation for you. She brings her a game. We laugh. Um, we uh, talk about the the hard times and the possibility that lies within every single one of us. Cannot recommend this enough. Without further ado, here is Christina. Christina, welcome to Up Level Together podcast. Yay! So excited. 
excited. I was talking to Amy earlier today and I was telling her, literally, one of my, you are one of my favorite humans on planet Earth. I know for a fact it was God Almighty that put us together in the same apartment in LA. I, I know that my life is simply has been forever changed because of you. And I feel exactly the same way. Like you three women, I would lay my life down on the line for, and we've only known each other for like not even six months. Like I talk about you, like I've known you since I was five years old. I brag on my friends. I'm like, um, do you know my best friend Yaza? No, you don't. You should. Um, here's why. I think I, we feel the same. Was What's so interesting, I was talking to Amy and um, we're talking about the the ease of connecting with women when we drop the the pretense we could just be ourselves and a true care for each other and i'm just i'm just enamored that we have this friendship forever and ever and ever again and i'm also excited that i get to showcase you to my people as this incredible incredible expert in all things mindset i have not only seen you one on one do it to me and even call me on things, which has always been brilliant and always calling me into my purpose and my integrity. But you have just always showed up in a way that really gives people permission to be, to, uh, to be uh, loving of themselves and stepping into their lights. So today I want to have that conversation. Oh, my favorite line. <laughs> my favorite line. <laughs> I love it. So people know from the intro that you have been a pro golfer and have really been very successful doing that. Um, and then you made this transition to becoming one of the top coaches in the country, mindset coaches, very sought after a speaker now. This is a really exciting year for you. I would love to hear uh, from you, what was the impetus for the transition and how did that feel? How did you manage that, that transition? Mm, so good. You know, I have transitioned a few times. You know, I transitioned from college athlete to professional athlete, and then from professional athlete to then hosting corporate and charity golf events. So basically that meant playing golf full-time for a paycheck to showing up and playing with clients and actually connecting with them as human beings and pivoting from playing full-time to playing with them, but actually making business connections. And that was a huge pivot for me because I gave up my quote unquote, my identity of playing and chasing the LPGA for then playing with some clients. But that truly is what I knew I really, really loved. And now the pivot from, you know, playing with the clients and doing the corporate golf events, but I've learned so much from doing that to now pivoting and almost taking what I've learned from playing with the high level executives and what I've learned from basically my life journey the past 10 years of really figuring out who I really am and my worth and my value and being to transitioning to doing that off the golf course as well. I'm still doing it on the golf course to some extent. I mean, I have amazing clients that I learned so much from on the golf course and I'm using the golf course as that platform to do so, which is brilliant because I've really taken, you know, what I've always known and done it there, but now I'm taking it off the golf course and into, you know, a classrooms, online, live events, speaking engagements, all of those things. But it's just been a beautiful journey for me to take what I've done and then transition it and pivot it a little bit onto now doing the mindset stuff off the golf course into, into a different arena. And, you know, it's, it's a crazy thing when people are pivoting in life. I, you know, a lot of people don't even use the word pivot. Like they use the word I'm, I'm quitting or I'm losing my identity or I'm shifting and I, I'm going from one thing completely to the other. But I believe it's like you take this whole journey and you learn how to like pivot, which is a really good word, to doing something that's giving you more joy. But you've learned so much along the way. Even if you go from, you know, one industry completely to the other, you learn so much along the way and it's all a part of the journey. And for me, you know, I quote unquote lost my identity in playing golf and playing professionally for such a long time. My worth and my value, I believed came from being a professional golfer, looking a certain way and making a certain amount of money. And I was so scared for such a long time of losing that. 
But the thing is, is I'm still a professional golfer. I'm still look a certain way. I still make a certain amount of money, but I all, I now know that all of those things that I thought were going to make me happy, 100% did not make me happy. Wow. <laughs> and for me, I think that that's the most important part of the whole entire pivot through this journey is that I was always chasing that external validation. I was always chasing what I call the next add a girl moment. And for me personally, now realizing that like I have got to be happy and in my add a girl right now in order for that next thing to even show up as successful in my life. And I think that that's one of the best things that I've learned along all the pivots that I've made is that nothing will make me happy not that next add a girl, no matter what that looks like in your life, put your name, put yourself in the story, but you truly have to be content and happy with where you're at in order for that next thing to even have any meaning in your life. Whatever that is. That's yeah. very interesting. So I'm curious because I had two other conversations about the external validation and our, our needing it so much. I mean, it's so funny, so silly how much I get caught up into that. Italy, and I'm like, I know better. But do you think that's because of our childhood or is it because of a societal construct of how we're defined and seen as what, is, what it means to be productive or worthy or whatever it is? Mm, it's a, that's a beautiful question. And you know what? I don't know if there's 100% an answer. I think it's a little bit of both. I do know that growing up and as much as like I adore my dad. I think he's amazing, but my dad always gave me my Atta girls based on what I did. He was very he came from um a not great childhood whatsoever. And so anytime I accomplished anything, like I mean, I'm talking like if I played a good round of golf, I got a great Atta girl. If I made a hundred dollars babysitting or working in the bar industry, I got a huge Atta girl. If I got, when I got my college scholarship, oh my God, you would have thought I like literally, you know, hung the stars. So I always was getting that external validation of what I was accomplishing and what I was doing and how I looked and who I was around and the experiences that I was having. So for me, it was always like, okay. And, and I remember specifically when I got in the, you know, I've been with my husband for a long time now. And I remember when we first got together, he never gave me the add a girl or the external validation for, you know, I, I remember specifically, I got a $5,000 golf contract and I was like on top of the moon. And I figured he would just be like on top of the moon with me, but he's like, Oh, that's good. And like literally did not even say a, a thing about it. My dad, you know, where I grew up, my dad would have probably been like, Oh my God, that's amazing. But Nathan was like, Oh, good job. And on to the next thing. And, but me inside, I was dying because I was like, Oh my God, he's not proud of me. Oh my God. I'm not good enough. Oh my God. All of these things. And I remember wanting to pull the steering wheel out of the car. And I almost probably did. I was that hurt. And I was that angry because I didn't realize that he loved me no matter what. And I know my dad did too, but my dad showed the praise based upon the thing. And, and he probably, I know my dad loves me just for me. I get that now, but that was how he showed love and Nathan didn't. And for me, that was a huge thing in life that I now even still get choked up at because I remember the pain that I was in when that was happening because of that external so much. I just did not understand why he wasn't proud of me, but he loved me whether I got the $5,000 contract or not. Yeah. So, what a great gift to go onto that journey on introspection. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. But it took a huge internal look for myself to go, okay, wait a minute. Like it's not the external that actually matters. And like me getting that contract, like he loves me whether I get that contract or not. Wow. It was beautiful, but at the same time, too, it's a hard lesson to learn when you have been externally validated for such a long time. We, we attach the self-worth next to how much money we make, what, what we look like, what we do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's hard. I mean, no matter what it is that I'm saying, whether it's what you look like or how much money you make or who you surround yourself with or what job you have. 
I have a, a young girl online who came to me and we were talking because I worked with her mom a little bit and she literally is 15 years old, distraught because she was always the smartest one in her class. She's like, that's what I was known as. I was the genius. I was the smart one. And then she gets to this next grade and all of a sudden she's not a genius, mm. normal. And for her, she's devastated and she doesn't understand that like, who am I without being a genius? And so I think that we as human beings get so caught up on the external. Who are you? You're, you know, if you're a, a person of faith, which I know you are and I am as well, you're a child of God. You're worthy. And, you know, I use this hashtag. This is the hashtag I use every day is worthy AF. You are worthy as fuck or an awesome female, whatever your audience wants to call it, based upon just who you are. Just like who you are. I could be sitting on the couch or I could be making a million dollars. I could be surrounding myself with the most elite people on the planet or I could be like, you know, walking around uh, rummaging through the streets. I'm still worthy. And I think that people really truly have such a struggle with this. I know I did and it's been a journey and that's why I'm so passionate about working with the people that I work with because we truly have happiness comes from when you believe that you're worthy. You know, I believe happiness comes from believing that you're worthy no matter what. And when you believe that you are still able to accomplish so much. I think that there's a lot of people that get to the point that go, well, if I believe that I'm good enough, then I won't accomplish enough. That is hundred percent not the case. I used to be like that. I used to think that I was never enough. I had to get the next thing. And if I ever believed I was okay or content or worthy, well, then it would stop, it would prevent me from getting to that next thing. The thing is, I'm now, I'm happy and content, and yet I'm so passionate and still unbelievably successful because I'm in with alignment with what I should be doing. And driven. Let's <laughs> just say it as it is. You say something really important. I was going to ask about this, but I really can't skip over it. Um, when I'm listening to you, it's like, oh, you know, not worthy or not enough. How does that manifest? So there's, if there's someone listening today and they're not, they, they think they might be struggling with that. If I don't think I'm good enough or not worthy, how does that manifest? What are some thoughts or the behaviors? What does that look like? For me, it was an eating disorder. For me, it was telling myself every single day I wasn't good enough because I kept thinking that if I told myself I wasn't good enough, well, then I would keep going until I was. I would never stop. And for me, that was 100% what I did on a daily basis. I was like, you're still too fat. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not making enough money. You don't have enough clients. And I told myself this because I truly believed that if I kept telling myself this, that it would push me to get that next client, to get that next pound, to do that. And so for myself personally, it manifested in horrific self-talk. It manifested in a very horrible eating disorder. It manifested in anger. Like I was angry. I still have, you know, I still struggle. And, and I want every one of your listeners to know that like, guess what? This is a journey. It's never going to end. I still have bad days. I'm very, amen, sister. I still am very, I'm very thankful that the eating disorder, you know, it, it's definitely been at bay for the last five or six years. And I'm very thankful for that, but I'm, I'm going to be honest too. I still have thoughts of that kind of stuff because it is something that I probably will always, you know, look at the external and think, gosh, it would have been, you know, how did I think I was fat 15 pounds ago? Well, now I'm 15 pounds heavier. But I also realized too, that like, I know I'm still the same Christina, whether I have that 15 pounds extra on me or not. Um, but I would just really figure out if you're like, just, are you content with yourself sitting on the couch or are you content with yourself winning the awards? Because if you're struggling with yourself, unless you're accomplishing and a, a lot of type A high performing personalities struggle with this. I mean, I talk about this on my social media. If you follow me at B Christina, um, B-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-N-A. If you follow me, I talk about this all the time and I post, you know, my stories every day, every morning and talking about, you know, do you have some of these similar patterns? And just the other day I was talking about, 
how I took this weekend, I did nothing. Like I'm telling you, I sat on the couch till 11. I drank mimosas and I did not work out and I just was being, and it was beautiful and it was so needed. But I'll promise you four o'clock rolled around and stories in my head of Christina, you should have worked out. Christina, mm. you should have been answering emails. Christina, you know, you're falling behind. Christina, can you really, like you really ate a bag of granola and drank mimosas all morning. Like, and these stories started playing in my head. I call it the VHS tapes that were playing in my head. I mean, it's true. The, v, the VHS tapes that I played over and over and over for so many years started to turn back on. And I needed to catch myself immediately. And what I, you know, if, if you catch yourself in those moments, you truly have to shift your state. And I literally, my husband and I went for a walk. I said to him, I was like, I need to do something to shift my state because if not, I'll start playing those tapes and falling into the old patterns. And it's really important for you to figure out tools in life to get yourself out of those old patterns. I really appreciate you breaking it so much because I really think that when we see ourselves in like the self-hate or whatever the, the, the commentary, the VHA, VHS yeah. thing, I think that because then we know like, oh, that's what I'm doing. I feel versus just having a, um, a title, it, it breaks it up for us that we know to get our, to get, um, to catch ourselves in those moments and then transmute that, do something, do something about it. Mm -hmm. So you said something earlier that was really interesting when, when you were a pro golfer, pro athlete, very successful, thought after. And there's an incredible, I think, amount of, you know, identity and prestige that comes to that. And on top of that, you're, you're an incredibly beautiful woman. There's like, there's all these accolades that we get wrapped into, right? And then you say, I was lost. I got lost in that. So how, do you, how did you know that it was time to look for something else? So, and I'm asking because there might be someone listening who is like, I, I feel like I, this is not the right thing for me anymore, whether they're in the wrong marriage or the wrong relationship or job. How do you know when it's time to go and find yourself again? Mm, that's an amazing question. And I think for everyone it's different. But for me, I knew. I said, my husband and I do this book every morning called Q&A a day. And one of the questions that we that is asked every year in the book is, um, something along the lines of, are you happy with where, where the year is going? And every year I was like, I feel so lost. I feel like I'm not on the right path. I feel like I want to help other women not feel the way I feel about myself. I want to feel like I have a purpose on this planet. And there was this un, this uneasiness within my body, knowing that I was on the wrong track knowing that I wasn't fully being myself. And I'll be honest, it was just unhappiness. Like I was, I had everything externally that you could probably want. I looked a certain way. I had financial stability. I had a, a husband who loved me. I have a supportive family. I mean, I had all of the stuff and yet I truly wasn't happy. And I remember like literally <laughs> Q school came around and I didn't get my tour card for three years in a row. And I, I looked at other people's situation. I was thinking, oh, they must be happy because they've gotten whatever it is. Mm. And yet I really truly had to dive into myself and figure out what happiness looked like for me. And for me, I truly love human beings. And that's kind of how I got into hosting the corporate and charity golf events is for me, golf is us awesome. But here's the thing with golf, like, and my golf people know this. For me, it could be any sport on the planet. First of all, I'm competitive as you know what. I am the most competitive person you'll ever meet. We could play flip a coin, and I would enjoy it just as much as a round of golf. I love the outdoors, but my main thing is, is I love the people I get to play with. I love the conversations that we have. I love the business of it all. And that is really like, what I truly loved. And so I just figured out how to kind of try other things within the golf world. Like I never even knew, like I was the first person to ever create a career hosting corporate and charity golf events. I, my agent told me, Christina, what you have is not a job. It's a one-off and it'll never last. 
Well, I did it for like 10, 12 years and I still do like 15 of them. But he was right. And he kind of set me off because it wasn't really a job per se because no one else was doing it. And it could have ended any year. Like I'm very thankful that my clients hired me year after year, but it wasn't something that was going to last forever. What I'm doing now is more of something that I can do until I'm 80 years old. Mm. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I've transitioned a little bit, but at the same time too, I think for anyone who's, who truly is unsure what they're doing, you have to dig deep and you know, listen to yourself. I believe that's one of your most beautiful qualities and I'm very good at it as well. I will tell you this year, I feel like I've done maybe one thing that I was like, "Ugh, this doesn't feel good, but maybe I'll do it anyway. And thank goodness it wasn't super detrimental or anything like that. But I have been very, very good about listening to my intuition and listening to myself and not doing what everyone else is doing just because everyone else is doing it. And I'm very clear on that. And I think if, I think we all know our soul's calling. We all have a purpose. And I believe that 100%. If you're on this planet, you have a purpose. And if you're not listening to that, you're probably not 100% happy and you're probably not 100% thriving. That's so brilliantly said. And then there's those that have an inkling and have a form of awakening, say, I'm not happy. I know I'm supposed to do something. But then they get stuck in the I can't and all these little thing, little, little stories that are they're really sabotage us on so many levels, which is why your, your uh, uh, annual event, Decide It's Your Turn, is labeled so um, accurately and so um, appropriately. I-, I want you to tell me about, um, you know, what, what does it mean to decide it's your turn? Whatever that looks like when you are not feeling or you like you're living your best life and living your purpose. And what are the kind of components of the, the, this online incredible event that you do um, every single year for, for people? Oh, well, I definitely, I do the in-person events. I do the online things. I do the one-on-ones. I do the speaking to online. I do it all. But the decide it's your turn really truly was something in my soul that I knew I had to do. And the journey through it all was probably one of the toughest things I've ever done. But I will tell you, I would do it again in a heartbeat because I learned so much through it. And it was such a blessing to not only me, but everyone who was in attendance. Like I will say it was freaking badass and everyone loved it. But it was really, it was me deciding that I was going to do something. And I'm so proud of myself that I actually followed through. You know, I actually did a post just a little while ago talking about the way that we speak to ourselves. And for a really long time, I never really understood that I take action and I'm not afraid to fail. Like I've been saying this for such a long time now that now people say it to me and I talk to groups on confidence and I speak to speak to large groups about it. But it's 100% the truth. I'm just always willing to just figure it out. And I think that when I decided that I was going to do this, my decision was one person bought a ticket, then I'm going to friggin' show up and figure out how to make this work. And I think that so many people, and I, and I can say this from experience, there were so many years that I stayed stuck of fear of losing my identity and what would people say? And can I afford it? And should I be spending money on this or should I be spending time on this? And what if it doesn't work? The only thing I'll have to say to that is what if it does? And what if you do not actually fulfill what you were put here to do? Life is short. You are going to die. I say it all the time. Like I'm very blunt. You are going to die. You are going to be fucking pissed when you get to the end and you're going to look at who God shows you you could possibly be and you're not even close to that person. I know if I would have died at 27 years old, I would have been fuming mad because I wasn't even close to who I could be. 10 years later, I'm almost 10 years later, I'm, I'm closer. I know I'm not close yet, but man, I feel so much better to have gone through all these highs and lows and spent all this money and done all these really hard things. It is way better than not doing what I know I was put here to do. 
Yeah, you're going to experience struggle and pain, whatever, whatever direction you take. So you might as well do the one that, that, that you really love and enjoy for most part. Amen. So true. So how does one, it's so, I, I love the fire that just came out. <laughs> but how does one decide it's their turn, right? So we talk about this and there's, we live in a world of online positivity and just do it. And, but people are really, and you've seen how many women have showed up at your event who are like holding back. Mm-hmm. So what are the, some of the steps that people need to take to actually get to the, you know, deciding, no, it's my turn and taking action on that? make a decision do one thing just make a fucking decision and roll on and then make another decision and roll on like it i think we get so caught up in what the end has to look like and what it has to look like like i just you know we are huge you and i fast foundations members that's how we met at that mastermind and i've had so many people send me dms after they heard me on chris and Lori's podcast about, um, you know, oh, I think I should do it, but I think I need another year, or I'm just not sure how to like, do that yet. And I'm like, guess what, sweetheart, or guess what? And I mean, tons of guys, I've talked to guys too. And I'm like, it's not going to get easier. It's only going to get harder because you have to be willing to jump. Either you're going to crash or you're going to fly. And, and there's just no other option. You have to be willing. And I think the scarier the jump, the more you'll probably succeed because I know for myself, one of the first investments I ever made was $20,000. And I guarantee you the day I made that investment, I wanted to die. I thought, oh my God, what did you do? But I will tell you, I've never worked harder in that amount of time. I've never put in so much effort because I knew I didn't want to screw up. I knew that was a huge amount of money and I sure as a hell better figure out how to at least get it back, let alone, you know, create more on top of it. And it's one of those things that like, the longer you wait, the harder it gets. It's kind of like standing at the edge of the cliff and looking over and looking over and then turning around and then looking over. Instead, just run and jump. And guess what? You'll hit the bottom or, and, or you'll figure it out. And I truly, I know that sounds so stupid in some regards, but in the other regards too, there's no other way, you guys. Like there's literally no other way. My biggest regret of everything that I've done in the last four or five years is how long I waited. I also know that it was my perfect time, but I also think too that I kind of give people a little bit too much grace in that regards. Like when I'm trying to, you know, sell my mastermind and I'm a big, I, I teach people how to sell because I, I can sell anything because I, I, because here's the thing, I believe in it so hard that like, and you're the exact same way. I mean, I want to sell my mastermind because I know for a fact it's life changing. If you are listening to this and you are going to get into Yasna's mastermind, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Sign up right now. Do not wait. Or your mastermind. Whatever. I just signed mine up. Whatever. I'm talking, this is your audience. They trust you and they know you. You guys, if it, it's literally a matter of making the commitment and doing one thing every single day. Like so, sign up. But that makes sense. So it's basically looking around your life. This is such brilliant advice because it's like in the overwhelm, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And people are so overwhelmed because they don't know where to focus. It's like, what's the one thing you can do today that just execute because you're going to honor your word and you're actually going to go against fear and you're going to flex that muscle of taking the risk. And you're so right. I mean, I've seen you jump. I've seen you put on this event against all odds. <laughs> and that was an incredible journey to watch because honest to God, I was going to do an event this year. I pulled out <laughs> because th- that's how much strength and, and fortitude and mental sharpness and commitment to yourself. You have to have to actually follow through. Yeah. And it's going to always be the right timing, but I will tell you too, if people think that they're waiting for the perfect time, it's, really honestly like not the perfect time the perfect time is now like the perfect time is just like jump and figure it out like i'm telling you if you want to do your minnesota mastermind let's just say that minneapolis mastermind i am telling you there's never another time like i'm i i truly kind of get tired of people saying oh i'll do it next year so many people told me that for my mastermind oh i'll do it next year guess what there's no better time than now. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to feel 
oh my God, perfect. I've just got all this piles of money or whatever. I promise you, you'll figure it out. The world that we live in right now, and if you use money as an excuse, trust me, I came from a horrible money mindset. Horrible. You did the same thing. We've had to retrain our brains. But guess what we know? There's an ample amount of money in this world. If you want something bad, bad enough, you will figure it out. I always revert back to when I was in high school and I wanted to go on a ski trip. And I always figured out how to go on those ski trips. I mean, I would do extra babysitting. I'd pick up an extra shift. I would switch out. Like we would room, there would be like six of us in a room and figuring it out. Like you will always figure it out if you want it bad enough. How bad do you want it? Because this shit changes your life. Figure it out. Christina bringing the house down. <laughs> you are on fire. And people, if you're listening to this, if you think that this is just like an isolated incident, you're so mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Watch me every day. <laughs> Watch her every day. You're, I have been um, really, really distant from IG for the whole month. But your stories are like always on the, uh, you, you, you just deliver every single time. And I love that. Um, uh, I absolutely love that. So they're, they're hearing you speak by, by now they know that you're the real deal. <laughs> One of the things that I admire so much about you, and probably the, the, uh, the four of us, why we connected so well is one of two qualities that are I think really important. One integrity, like truly honoring our word and being very, very, very truthful, like at our own cost, uh, very often. And number two, the willingness to go the extra mile. You have heard you say, like, I'll, I'll work anyone. And that's a really beautiful quality. And in the sea of people, A, not really showing up real and selling us a bunch of goo goo gaga. And number two, everyone expecting it to just be handed it to them. Why do you think those two qualities are so important in today's world of entrepreneurship or anything when, in general? Mm, I love that. And it's so true about you too. Like I will tell you, you guys, Yasna is one of my favorite humans. Just, and I mean, you, you truly are. And I, I believe that because I know your soul. I know who you are as a human being. And I, and I'm so thankful that I surround myself with those people. I like, I mean, yeah, Yasna is one of them, but guess what? I have like a lot of those people in my world now because those are the only people that I allow in my circle. Like if you are not the most <laughs> in, integral, you know, person of your word, like that is my number one thing. And, and in regards to how that happens is I play the long game. Like I am truly not in it for any other reason besides playing the long game. I think one of the reasons why I had so much success in the golf industry and I was doing things that like, I mean, I was getting paid, you know, minimum of $10,000 a day to go play golf with clients. And, and there was girls doing what I do with it. Basically like pick, got a frontier airlines ticket sitting in the shitter in a holiday Inn. like literally that was the difference between what I was doing sometimes and what they were doing. But I, I truly believe it was because I was showing up every single time. And my number one goal was to make sure that I, the number one person and the 144th person felt like I 100% saw them, I 100% listened to them, and I was there to serve them. And mm. even my clients now, I mean, I see one of my clients who has a trucking company, his truck's driving down the road, I'll send him a text message. One of my other clients, I, I ask him about his kids. One of my other clients, I'll send him, you know, a Pittsburgh Steelers flag when, you know, his team wins. I, I'm always playing the long game. I'm never playing for now. And how can I make those other people? Because at the end of the day, people are selfish. People are all about themselves. So how can I figure out how to serve my clients, how to make my clients feel special, how to make my clients remember me, which is very selfish for me, mm -hmm. but I'm playing a game as well. I'm playing the long game. Like I want to consistently be serving them. So they always think, Oh, that's right. That girl always shows up and my clients freaking think it's the best day ever. She's the girl I'm going to hire. So, and, and that goes for the online game as well. People are floored that I respond to every one of my DMS and I actually add value. And I, I say that I'll jump on a 15 minute call with them or I'll, you know, look over something that they've written or whatever it is. Like I'm always playing the long game. Mm 
That's so true. There have been so many of my past mastermind members who follow you or have gone to your events. They're like, she always engages. She's, she's incredible. She actually responded to me and we had a conversation. I'm like, that's Christina. Yeah. I will always play the long game. Yeah. Always. It's not. And I think that that's the number one thing I will tell anyone to do on, if you're wanting to, you know, do a, an online business of some kind, guess what? You know, if you're doing this just to make a lot of money, I'm sure there's a ton of money to be made, but if you're not playing the long game, it will never last. If you're, you know, feeding people bullshit, it'll never last. You've got to figure out what you stand for. Mm. And no matter what happens, you have to stand for that. And you have to do some of the hard things. Like I've had very, you and I both have had very tough conversations with people because to me, there's a specific person that I can't be associated with because I have such a, my, my view on human qualities are so important that I'm just not, no matter what happens, I could be asked to be spoken on his podcast, but I will never fucking do it because my, my integrity of a human being is way fucking stronger. And I don't care how long it takes because I am not playing for next year, next month, next thing. I'm in it. So it doesn't matter. I am just like, you're just flooring <laughs> me today. This is incredible. I know that about you, but you're just delivering in such an incredible way that's so inspiring. And it's true. And it needs to be said because we live in a world, you and I, what I love about our group is that like the commitment, like we truly mean it. Mm -hmm. And there is, there's nothing, there is no, there is no self-serving and there's no grabbing. Um, and I think that there's so much of that. So I get, frankly, I get frustrated by it because it, um, you know, one of the, the if integrities are, is a value or justice, I get like so irritated by it. I feel like I should be righteous or do something that, like, you have to let people do their thing. You have to stay in your own light. Um, yeah. And we just had an incident, uh, incident earlier today. It was like, do I yeah. go and explore it or do I stay in my own life? Because I'm always reminded that it's the, with Joe Dispenza talks about the you know, quantum physics of entanglement. If I go there, I become entangled with the darkness and it becomes part of me and I don't want any, any, any of that. So I really, really appreciate you saying that. Mm. So I have seen so many testimonials of your clients, people who come into contact video, um, and they just, the lives are transformed. They have incredible experiences. What are the most common themes that you notice in your one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching clients? Oh, it's so good. Um, I think that the way, reason why people are drawn to me is because I basically show up and talk to Christina like 10 to 12 years ago where I was struggling. And a lot of people who are um, struggling with the same things that I was struggling with, you know, and a lot of people say to me, I'm, oh, I'm too old or, you know, all these things. I'm like, guess what? It took me until I was 27, but I have girls in my mastermind who are like 24. And I'm like, oh my God, you're a genius. You're figuring this out at 24. But I think the self-worth, the pivot, the um, feeling like a lot of my clients, like I have a lot of male clients as well who are killing it in one aspect of life but the rest of their life kind of looks like a train wreck mm. and you know it's great to be making 10 million dollars a year but if you're completely unhappy in all the other aspects of life like another million i guarantee you won't make you happy and it, it and it kind of like talking that out and kind of like truly figuring out what is important in life you know i help a lot of people with business and sales as well because i feel like you know, even the conversations that we've had in here about playing the long game. I had a, a conversation with a sales team, um, a car sales team. I, they brought me in to do like an hour long conversation and just, just about showing up, just talking about the little things about adding value to your clients or actually reaching out to your clients and saying like, Hey, how can I provide value to another human being? Will automatically help you save, sell cars. Being so high vibe. It's hard for someone not to like me. Well, that's not true. People, there's some people that think I'm fake. <laughs> that's hard to believe. I have to admit. It's true. One of my closest guy friends on the golf course, he told my husband this once we all became friends. He's like, when I first met her, I thought she was a stuck up bitch who thought her shit was not. And he's one of my best friends now, but it's true. 
because when I, like, I am so high vibe sometimes that I am just like, I come off almost a bit cocky, a bit arrogant. But once he got to know me and he started, and I, he started to like actually know what I was all about and how I'm so passionate about what I do and how I show up and my husband and my friends and what my integrity is. Like he's now one of my closest friends, but he'll tell you like, he's like, Oh, I thought she didn't think your shit stank in the beginning. But I do believe it's how you show up in the world and people want to show up as their best versions of themselves. So if they're not, and they're struggling with that and they see that I am confident and that I am showing up every day and I am authentic. I think that that's why people are attracted to me. And then all of a sudden we start having these in-depth conversations about the old stories that I used to struggle with. Like, I think they see where I was and where I am now. And if they're anywhere close to where I was, they're like, Oh my God, there's hope. There's hope. And I think that that's a person that is, attracted to me and what I'm putting out. And then also to business wise, because I've had a lot of success in that in, in, in business in general. And so a lot of people come to me for, you know, the confidence, the, the mindset coaching, the life coaching, the sales, you know, the business stuff as well. I mean, I've been able to, you know, put on live events and host masterminds and, and do these golf events and, and make multiple six figures. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that people are attracted to and want to know, Hey, how to do it. And you know, not always are they pleased like, Oh yeah, by the way, you have to put in a lot of work. (laughs) There's no magic pill. Hate to tell you. That's why, that's why I've like you, you really, you are one of the most, you would just work you do go an extra mile. I don't work as hard as you do. I'm just like fully transparent. <laughs> two I, think, babies. I don't, I don't, it's not, it's just not a season of my life. I can, I'm not in, in the season, but there is, I, I, I'm not going to lie. You and I have had many conversations about, about this. It's hard being held back. Cause I know that there's so much more that I could be doing. So it's a very fine balance to calm that storm inside that just wants to rage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very fine, fine balance. But I think one of the best qualities about you and I is the fact that we 100% always revert back to the most important things in life. Always. Every always. single time. Yeah. You would always give everything up for your family and your faith. And I would do the exact same thing. My number one is my faith, then my marriage, then everything else. And I think that when you are so in tune with that, it's very beneficial. <laughs> it really is. It's that I think when you have such a strong, for me, it's like this cornerstone that I know that I'm, that I'm no matter what happens, it's not going to send me into a spiral. And this is a work for me. I have to ground myself often because I get very, I get excited and that takes me out of the, the ground groundedness. Do we have five more minutes? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. I want to, I love it. I just, I'm really, really, I'm like so loving this conversation. You're just like literally, I'm dropping a mic after a mic. I love you. Uh, golden nuggets. I recently read a post of yours about um, someone that, that we know about. Uh, and I remember the conversation we've had, like feeling like not knowing how to connect with a woman. So the conversation is about the sisterhood and why we make up stories about other women specifically not wanting to approach them or make up stories that we could never be close or whatever it is. I'm going to let you tell the story, but that spoke to me on so many different levels because um, no matter who we are and what we do and how confident we are, we make up stories about someone that we create a story about or put them in a certain light. And that puts us just in this spiral of like, what am I even thinking? Why do I even go there? Would you please shed some light on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, it's funny, as we're speaking this about women, and I know you obviously probably have a very big female audience, but I actually talked about this post to my husband as well. And my husband said that males deal with it as well. We are human beings. Mm. And, and it was basically in the light of this person has had a lot of success very attractive, um, very prominent. And I told myself the story that this person obviously didn't want to be friends with me because she's already important. She's attractive. She doesn't need me in her life. 
Um, what do I have to offer her? She's been on this journey a lot longer than I have. Um, you know, uh, like perhaps she thinks I'm trying to get something from her. Like that was a big story. Like, oh, if I approach her, I guarantee you, she's going to be like, oh, what does this person want? Mm. And because I'm sure there's a lot of people in her life that want something from her. And that would be the last thing on the planet that I would want. Mm -hmm. But I also, but I know what I did is I told myself all these stories to keep myself safe. I kept myself safe from thinking that what if they were true? What if I approached her and just kind of, you know, told her how much I appreciated her. And she's like, I don't need you. I got my own shit. I like, don't come near me. I've got a wall around me. And, and that would have, you know, hurt my ego a little bit. But what I did is I kept myself safe and that wasn't the case. However, no matter what would have happened, I, I knew that I was going to be okay no matter what happened. And I needed to tell this person that I put these labels on, on them and I wasn't being my most authentic self. And that's really important to me is for me to show up as my most authentic self. And I knew I was not showing up my authentic self around this person because I was intimidated and I was telling myself all of these stories. So I think it's really important for us to kind of figure out why we say these things because it had nothing to do with that other person. It had all to do with me. And I think by me kind of getting really clear and also having that conversation with that person, it really helped me feel better about myself. And you guys were a huge part of that. One of the things that we did in our mastermind is we all did something that weekend that was, you know, uncomfortable that we held ourselves accountable for. And that's what I did. I went up to this person and I was like, Hey, I'm really sorry, but I have not been myself around you because I've been totally intimidated by you. And I just need you to know that. And now I'm so close with her. And I just think she's a beautiful human being. And I, no matter what she thinks of me, I'm okay. Right. What the feelings are mutual, right? <laughs> but that's, I, I think it was a really, like, it, it, it just hit a nerve because I think it's such a common conversation. You're right. It's a human existence issue. Like we want to be liked and but we make up these stories when in reality, when we, when we really drop the, the armor and we're just ourselves there's like their connection immediately occurs. I think that's why the four of us connected in an apartment because there's like, there's, there was, it was so rare. It was because there was absolutely no pretense whatsoever with us that I have like that, that, that we have to keep talking about because it doesn't actually happen that often. No, it was, it was just really, it was kind of holy for me. It was a God moment because I'll be honest with you. Like I literally walked into this. I was like, okay, there's this weird girl. She's getting this apartment. This other girl, I don't even know. This other girl's got like braids in her hair. And now all of a sudden we are sleeping in the same bed. And what the hell is going on? I'm not 15 years old. Why did I say yes to four people? I could have got myself my own hotel and I have to share a bathroom with these people. What the F did I do? <laughs> and, we, and we all had the same thoughts. Oh my God. Amy already pretty much had her hotel book. She was like, oh my God, I have to leave. She called her husband. She was like, this is the worst situation ever. This is going to be the worst weekend. What did I get myself into? And yet, thankfully, all of us were willing to do the uncomfortable. And it ended up being the biggest blessing of our lives. Literally, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get very teary eyed I, every time I talk about it. I just I there there isn't anything like it, and I have to say I'm pretty darn envious right now of the fact that you get like and kind of like please don't leave us because you're gonna get a whole new group. And <laughs> I wanna I wanna like hold you so close. I know. There's no there's zero chance in hell that I'm gonna get a lot like and I I mean the cool thing about it is is I obviously the three of you are so important, but I also met three other people there that I'm really close with too, like just oh Jessica, yeah, like very close with those three women as well. And I will tell you, it is one of the most special things when you truly become more of yourself. And that's really so what true. I help people with is just become more of yourself. And when you do, you know, people 
that don't want to be like me, that find me annoying or that are so out of alignment with who I am, aren't attracted to me. So I don't have to worry about them. And I think that like, if you are somewhat attracted to me or attracted to you and the vibe that we put out, then really truly explore that and see what that's about. Because I will tell you, all you and I are doing is being our most authentic selves. I don't know how to be anyone but myself. And, and before when I was not the happiest human ever, I was still myself, but everyone knew, like I was like, I was putting off these horrible, like these not that great vibes because, and that's who I was attracting because I was so unhappy. But now the fact that I am so high vibe and in alignment, those are the people that I attract in my life. And that is a hundred percent why you're in my life. I look completely different energy. Okay. So you have decided it's your turn, an annual event. You yeah. have your um, uh, Ladies Bit Class Mastermind. Yeah. You have your one-on-one coaching. What are all the things, what is in store for you this year that people should know about? Mm. I love getting to speak to other people. Like that's my number one passion right now. I love getting to speak to sales teams, to women's groups, to large events, like any time that I can get in front of, I don't care if it's two or 22,000, it doesn't really matter. I just love having these human connections. That is truly what sets my soul on fire. I could do it all day long. And so, and there's value to be added there. So that's really what I do. And so if you're interested in having me speak to your team or your groups or anything like that, um, reach out to me. I'm always all day long. You will find me on Instagram being a fool. (laughs) Uh, pretty much all day long. You will get to know me. We'll become BFFs. And that's kind of like what I like to do. I mean, it's just who I am and where I show up Um, on Instagram. I'm at Christina, but I do have my women's events. I have my live in-person events. I do do some one-on-one coaching, but you know, the speaking to the groups, I love making, I love making the human connection. And anytime that I can do that, I'm in. You know, I'm extra excited because you just say, said that. You know why? (laughs) It's just like, literally, this is you lighting up, standing in your power. And there's something so brilliant. Okay. I have a few minutes, like really quick questions. One-liners. You're up for it? I'm ready. Best book. Oh, you know, Gifts of Imperfection and You Are a Badass. So they're two of my absolute favorites. Okay. And that's uh, Brene Brown and Jen Sincero. Correct. Okay. Uh, Life is. Beautiful. My current struggle is balance. Having faith means everything. Amen. Uh, Best advice I was ever given. I'm going to have to go with my own thing, which is the hashtag just be and worthy as fuck. (laughs) You are worthy as fuck just being you. Mind you, I will be honest, your tagline at the bottom of your email is actually one of the most favorite things that I've gotten in a really long time. You are always showing up and, you know, wake up feeling good about yourself and go to bed being grateful for what you have. Love it. (laughs) Everything. You want to change your life, start being grateful. There's where you can start. Amen. Every single morning. This has been such a joy. You are a joy. And first of all, this was an incredibly useful conversation for anyone listening. Um, this is going to be like literally hashtag self-worth, self-worth, self-worth. <laughs> and it's also being, being a, you know, I has really struggled with the word badass, but you are the definition of a badass, uh, a, a woman who really makes it happen. And you deliver it with such any, everything you say with such fierce conviction. It's actually really beautiful to watch. So love you sister i know we're lifers i'm your my life has been forever changed by you being in it i know we're on this for 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 a long haul uh anything else that i haven't mentioned we're gonna put all of your links around here wherever we post this on instagram on youtube uh, etc anything else that that that's meaningful for you right now i just i just want people you know, I get, I'm so, I get so passionate about people living a life that they love. You know, I, I say it every day, just be you, you're worthy as fuck and live a life that you love. Because if you're not loving at least a big portion of it, you're missing out. And that's the only thing that I would tell people is if you're not 
figure out how to get closer to that because it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it if you're just not living a life that you love. I love that. What a beautiful ending. Thank you so much for taking the time. I love you so much and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> love you too. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.